Hot mics. Hot mics. Hot mics. Welcome yep. to 91 Octane. I am John. I'm Randy. And on today's episode, we go under the hood with your headlines as always. Uh, we talked NASA. I have some surprising E36 updates, Randy, that I haven't talked to you about. And we've got some interesting questions to wrap up the episode. Are classic cars dying? Mm-hmm. We're not really classic cars guys, but we won't hate on this one. And we'll define classic cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we were to view a car as an investment, which would you invest in uh, to end and round out the episode? But let's start with our headlines. You want me to start, John? Of course. Headlines? Yeah, yeah. All right. So the Toyota Mirai is a fifty or $60,000 car. Uh, click on that link in in our um, one of our cards. Uh huh. Apparently, the brand new Mirai, after rebates, incentives, government incentives, both state and federal, it gets you down to from sixty grand, sixty ish grand to eighteen thousand dollars, seventeen nine ninety five for a car that spits out water. Uh, are you, I mean, I'm not, I'm just saying that's a pretty, it doesn't look bad now. It looks better now. Yeah. It looks better than the the first gen. I think because it's in the picture, it looks a little bigger than it is. That could be true. But I mean, what are these incentives? Cause like, you know how Tesla lists like your gas savings as a discount, (laughs) right? (laughs) No, Toyota will give you money for hydrogen, 15 grand to use on hydrogen. For the next three for the three years. Okay. So they'll actually pay you to fuel your car or pay for your fuel through cash. Gotcha. But see, that doesn't really count to me as a rebate to the purchase price okay. of the car. Right. You know what I mean? Okay, sure. Because you're gonna need fuel. Yes. You and know it's all free for three years or fifteen thousand dollars worth or three years, whichever. Comes right, first. right. Yeah. So I mean, at eighteen thousand dollars, a hydrogen car—that's pretty cool, I guess. Yes, because um, there isn't very many cool cars under twenty grand now. There aren't. I wouldn't put this under the cool car category, though. Or, like, I mean, well, it's a cool concept, like for eighteen scientifically, grand. right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's not really cool beyond that. And I know we haven't done any research on this, but is there any cool car under twenty grand? Uh, brand new, new car, brand new. Um, because like the SI type cars, even the EX is already in the twenties. Yeah, right? no, you. I don't. You could even get a Kia Rio for less than twenty grand. Right. Um, you're talking like a Mitsubishi Mirage. Do they make those? Or a Chevy Aveo, if that's still around? Yeah. Which I don't think it is. I mean, sorry to any Aveo owners out there, but <laughs> yeah, 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 we all the, know we, we're yeah, honest. They don't scre- they don't scream swag. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't think there's anything under yeah. twenty grand. That's you're right. Like, so this, I mean, it's not like, badass. but it's not under twenty. Like, I'm I'm curious uh, onto the actual breakdown because it's twenty thousand dollars in incentives. Mm-hmm. If those incentives include the fifteen thousand dollars they're giving you for the no. hydrogen, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Also, that's on top of that's that. off the hood from Toyota. Oh, I don't understand what this incentive situation is. Why wouldn't they just price it this way? It's the kind of gimmicky, right? Like the sales tax. Because the government's gonna pay them for whatever the tax credit is that they give, right? 
<sighs> or is that directly to the consumer only? I mean, I don't see yeah, why the government just, would give more than what they're giving for electric vehicles. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a $7,500 credit, which ex- expired a while ago already, I believe. Uh, For certain manufacturers. Right. Tesla for sure. So, okay. So there right here, it says the U.S. government will hand you an $8,000 federal tax credit. Mm-hmm. State of California 4, will shove another 4500 Yep. So, so that's twelve five. That Toyota's offer Oh, okay. So Toyota's offering twenty grand if you go through their financing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is weird to me, right? Yeah. Why don't they just price it well, twenty grand still, cheaper? Because they still make some interest, money on interest that way. You're right. That's a side hustle. It's like almost like a side hustle. Yeah, I guess they make a little more money mm-hmm. doing that. Even doing if it's it 2% that way. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, because why not list it fifteen grand cheaper then? You know what I mean? Yeah. Seems yeah. like a, well, who knows? We don't know the finance side of things. So it may be that they got a bigger incentive doing it that way, but it's, that's kind of crazy. Agreed. I didn't. So I didn't know it's such an emerging technology and there's no, almost no Phillips stations around. I looked, there's only one near me and there's none near you. There's one on the way. Near uh, you. That's it. That's it. All of, like that part of IE. So what the area. fuck uses the 15 grand? Exactly. <laughs> That was one of my issues. Yeah. But I still think it's amazing value, but then you get screwed because there's no infrastructure. And I don't, yeah. And I don't know that there's really a lot of plans for that particular uh, fuel system. Right. right? Yes, exactly. So it's electric or gasoline. Right. At this point in time, it's, yeah, yeah, that's one and two. So you're basically just lose. I mean, those 17,000 are going to depreciate to nothing. It's like buying a Betamax. If you ever had a Betamax. Oh, yeah. A mini disc. HD DVD. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, For the younger folks. Yeah, yeah. Or the Zune player versus an iPod, (laughs) right? Or Xbox. Yeah, you're right. You're right. PS2 and Xbox 360. Yeah. Or Xbox. Betamax. Betamax. Yeah, I'm sorry. I dated myself. I'm an 80s kid. Yeah, you're right. That's yes. that's exactly what this is, and it's on its way out. That's why they're probably giving the incentives. Right. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to recoup some of that R and D investment. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, next we'll headline. see. But anyway, next headline. So, they already take a shitload of money out of my taxes, and now they want to take my fucking race car, Randy. Really? Did you hear about this? No, I did not. So I'm the off EPA, media. the EPA. The EPA uh, first attacked in 2015 and failed, but now uh, they want to enforce because they've already added the language into the Clean Air Act okay. that would make it illegal for you to turn a consumer car into a race car oh. for competition. And not only that, they want to go as far as stop uh, aftermarket and tuner companies from selling their products why so and they want to kill the, it's they want essentially the yeah essentially that's exactly what they want to do it's not hyperbole i i i heard this initially and i was like you know what this sounds a little extreme like <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. they're exaggerating but the reality of is that that they're they announced that they want to they are now going to begin to enforce these laws against people who manufacture high performance parts Superchargers, tuners, exhaust systems as a top priority. Wow. And it, you said this was the EPA? That the was EPA. Curious? The EPA. Not California CARB, right? The right, EPA. The federal government. The federal government is, is singling us away. out. Yeah. Because it's not like there was some language in the Clean Air Act 
that that somehow applied to us, right? Uh-huh. It specifically says that you're not allowed to take a streetcar and turn it into a race car. It already does. For that. the purposes of competition, yes. Well, I think oh. they tried to include that language in 2015, and okay. it was removed, but now they're, they're the legal jargon in there gives them some flexibility to do that. Oh, okay. The right? thickness of it. Exactly. And, yeah. you, yes, um, I, I looked into the numbers, and the source of greenhouses emissions breakdown is, this, is as such, right? Transportation is at 28%. But that is mostly just mainstream consumer driving, right? That is generating those 28% of uh, greenhouse gases. Then you have electricity at 27% and industry at 22%. Yet you're attacking attacking a tiny, tiny sector of the automotive market. Yeah. A niche of a niche. Yeah, a niche (laughs) of a niche, right? Right, yeah. To us, because we're in the scene, it feels like a lot of us. But anyone that's taking their car out for a drive, it'll be a while before you see another tuner. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there aren't a lot of people doing this stuff and they they want to take our fun away. And so the SEMA Action Network has taken it upon themselves to write up the RPM Act. And the RPM Act is recognizing the Protection of Motorsports Act. So mm. what they're doing is they want to put explicit language mm. in the Clean Air Act that gives us the ability to continue to modify our cars for the use of, you know, competition and racing. Cause uh, the government basically wants to make it so you can't even tow the car to the track. Wow. It has to be emissions compliant no matter what. So everybody's driving. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, dude. And it's a $2 billion in- industry that yeah. they're essentially going to handicap. That is well, I, I you know it's got a long way to go. Yeah, I think, I I think that's a bipartisan issue. It, it is. It's very <laughs> right? much because yeah. Enthusiasts are bipartisan. Yeah, yeah. We're on both sides. Yeah, one hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. We just love all of cars, mm-hmm. right? And it's not a, a weapon, so we're kind of engaging in, in a sport of our own, right? right An expensive right. one. It's not basketball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Dude. But we're all enthusiasts. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. So I think I, I'm, I'll be surprised. Kind of like the exhaust law that was California. Yeah. It went, into, but that's the thing, dude, like California is so strict with an emissions. Yeah. And they have exceptions for race cars. Well, why the hell the culture here? Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. But why is the federal, like, why does the federal government need to get in our way? You know, like They're, EPA specifically. I'll tell you right now that my home state probably wouldn't go for that. Michigan. I don't. I don't see any of the United States going for that. Any of it. I know for sure my home state wouldn't go. For there that. are racers everywhere. There are, and there it's just. And to are. me, it's like, dude, there are there are companies out there generating crazy emissions. Yeah. You know, in normal industry that you could attack and stop bending your. You know. Bending yeah. over for right. and actually, you know, and because most of these companies, they pay for points. Right. That allows them to put emissions out into yeah. into the into the atmosphere. The reality is, is we're not greasy. Those companies, these this industry isn't greasing enough palms. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And that's the part that pisses me off, yeah, dude. We're, we're, not, we're like, not like the. Yeah. The. 
weapons industry. Guns. Yeah, yeah, and that's why and I tagged I, this yeah. the way that it did because they're already taking my tax money. Now they won't, now they want me to bribe them to have a race car. Right, like, you right, know, right. Like, fuck, so you gotta, yeah. You're basically paying more taxes essentially. Yeah, backdoor way. Yeah, yeah, that and point. it's like fuck that. Just leave me alone. But it, it you know. There's a big, big movement of support. I'm sure for it, this, and it'll, yeah, and so you know, I've signed up with the SEMA. SEMA has the kind of action items that you know how to call your your rep your rep and, and yeah. you know kind of send letters and stuff. I've done all that stuff. You have. Yeah, because I mean, I I want to support this. Fuck that, you know. Yeah. And I have a street legal race car, <laughs> you know. So yes. I technically this doesn't apply to me, but eventually it will. Right. So yeah, screw that. Yeah, no, that's that seems like such an odd thing. It's cars are part of America, like Americana. So yeah, that's a very big surprise. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Tracking that, I'm tracking that very closely, but yeah. we will see where it goes. All right, uh, next. Uh, sorry, he's just <laughs> throwing at me like. <laughs> um, ah, so Toyota talks some shit. Finally, about Apple. Ooh, yeah. juice. So, oh, juice. Um, Why'd you go with the Koreans? The pre- <laughs> no, no, no. The president of Toyota. Yeah. Who is, a, you know, an enthusiast. He built the Supra. He brought the Supra back. Okay, so yeah. I would classify him as an enthusiast, regardless of whether you like the Supra. <laughs> he, owns, he, he runs a car company. Yeah. He says anyone can make a car if they have the technical ability. But once they make a car... I'll hope I hope they'll recognize they have to steal themselves for 40 years of responding to customers and to various changes. So he's saying that Apple as a company just can't it's it's not a it's not like this is they're playing in the juniors and the the car companies are playing in the the majors. Sit down old man. <laughs> you think so? Dude, Tesla did it. Tesla did it. Tesla did. It's it's a different game. It's it's I know what I know what he's saying and I know what he means. Yeah. But it's a different game now. So who has more hubris? Apple or Toyota? I For, think I think yeah, I think statement. they both don't lack hubris equally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and that's why yeah, that's right? why one that's is going into the automotive industry. Yeah. And one is talking shit. Right. 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 But one is making a microwave and the other one makes race cars. Yes. And I think that's the part that might be missing from his comment. Right. Because. Okay. Now that, you know, there's this electric vehicle technology. Yeah. The gap between electric uh, appliance maker Mm -hmm. and vehicle has been bridged that's right? true so now yeah. there's a, a clear path yeah. it's a clear path for these companies to be able to do that mm-hmm. not only that they've done it smart and collaborated with an automotive manufacturer who has been through those 40 years uh you mean uh, hyundai hyundai is Kia. that is Kia. that even Finalize was that Kia? Yeah, yeah, with Kia. Yeah, we talked about that. So they finalized with Kia, and so they're going to work with Kia to build it in Alabama. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think because of that, um, it's it's almost a different market. What Apple is joining is the fight to get a piece of the electric car market, 
which is still growing. Okay. If Apple said, I'm going to make an ice engine. Yeah. And then we would. Yeah. Then I'd be like, oh, yeah. Toyota's got Apple has no business. Right. You know, they should be a sponsor. They shouldn't be, you know, making cars and trying to drive them in motor. Because, yeah, like, I mean, you know, everything Toyota has been through, through motorsport and development and all that. I understand it. The history that they've had to go through to get up to this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Respect to you for, Mm -hmm. for being able to achieve that. But I don't think it's the same game anymore. Agreed. Yeah. That's an interesting point because Toyota came from that. Yeah. They were what, making what? Looming uh, machines that would thread uh, textile together. Oh, I didn't know that. Fabrics. Oh, they, that's how they started. Wow. And because of an interest in, you know, post-war and all that stuff. Yeah. It's either them or Honda, but I'm pretty sure it's Toyota that started out that way. Interesting. Did yeah. you know that Nintendo started as a card company? Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. So that they just evolve and they find the right product somehow, yeah, right? Yeah. And which is which is what Apple's it. doing. Which is what Apple's <laughs> doing. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward twenty twenty four, we'll see a product potentially. Yeah. Maybe even before that. And along those lines, okay. I go into my next headline. Sure. Which I want to start with a que- with a question. What were you doing in your free time in college? Playing video games and hanging out with my girlfriend and my homeboys. Okay. So these university students have break have broken some records. Uh, for an electric car with the zero to 62 miles per hour in 1.51 seconds. A wow. blistering 1.51 seconds. That deserves my wow. An electric car, dude. And this is the, uh, the, the Formula uh, SAE? I, I forget. E- oh, okay. One uh, of those. We, yeah, we talked about it with... Mm-hmm. Um, with the Bushka brothers. With the Bushka brothers. They were... The uh, scrutineers yes. in, 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 in that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a group of 30 students that made this car that weighs uh, 168 kilograms, which I should have converted to pounds. Um, and the car has four electric hub motors, each at 200 horsepower. Uh, and a crazy sophisticated traction control system. Okay. So now you've got 30 students who have worked together to essentially make a robot that cannot be matched by anything that engineers are currently putting out through the major car manufacturers. So they don't sit in it. They they sit in it. Oh, they it's do. a race car. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's a full on race remote, car. It's not what a I'm drone saying. What I'm driven. yeah, I'm I'm, uh-huh. I'm sort of it's sort of comparing it to a robot. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, you know, oh, the, the, you, you know how easy it is for Apple to get into the industry now. It's because of this stuff. Like yeah. now, all they have to worry about is the 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 coding, the the comp- mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. ECU part yeah, of the controlling these things, right? Yeah. Not yeah, the yeah. engineering of the actual motors or whatever, right? It's it's just right all electric motor stuff. Pull some of those, and now we're putting one point five second zero to sixty two times, not yeah. zero to sixty. Zero right. to sixty or zero to one hundred kilometers. It's just bigger versions of the vibration mo- motor in your phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to them, yeah, yeah. to them, yeah, that's to them. What it yeah, is. exactly, exactly. And they're just working out traction control to make sure that they're not spinning out and losing. Right. Yeah, and it's just it's like what the hell, dude? Like, okay, that's so amazing. This is where my idea of you know what I talked about with the Toyota headline that you mm-hmm. described. It's like okay, so 
it's just easy. It's getting easier and easier now to come up with some crazy performance figures. Right. You know, and it's not like these cars are just going straight line. I mean, they did break a zero to 60 record, but the cars that are developing are to autocross. Oh, wow. You know, so it's these, they're putting these cars through crazy amount of pace hmm. and, you know, a, a good amount of performance and turning and whatnot. So, yep. I mean, I think it's, it's nuts that, you know, this is where we're at with electric technology. I was, and I flip flop between hating, you know, EV and not, especially with Porsche coming up with clean fuels now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But now I'm like, dude, bring it on. Like everybody, yeah. everybody put your brains into this shit and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then see what we come up with. Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I mean, 1.5 second, zero to 62, I'd love to feel that. And it's getting to the point where, you know, maybe 20 years from now, if we compare it to how technology like computers advanced yeah, through, yes. through our childhood Even up to now, phones in 10 to 15 years, years yeah. it could be that we could buy a kit car for like 15 grand and go zero to 62 in 1.5 miles an hour. I mean, 1.5 seconds. That's insane. You know, like that's, that's where we're at. That is insane. That's it's amazing. And it's cool yeah. because to your point, app like outsiders are getting into the game yeah so they bring different ideas because they wipe the slate clean yep on what their industrial design of the product is yep so it's like what can we do crazy that would actually work and that's where i mean that's why tesla is successful yeah and tesla has been successful without a car guy i wouldn't say elon is a car guy he bought a mclaren f1 does that not classify him uh, of all the supercars he could have chosen okay a car engineer Yes. A car engineer enthusiast. I don't know how to describe this, but this leads into my next headline Go for and it. last headline. Um, have you heard of Lucid? Yeah. Lucid, the car company. Yes. Yes. So they have yesterday released a video of their CEO driving and critiquing the Lucid Dream. Uh, it's a pre-production version. Okay. But they're getting ready. That's the one that is essentially going to get... Um, get uh, go into production okay, lucid dream it's a thousand horsepower 500 mile range mm -hmm. right and it looks pretty pretty good now he's driving it and i interpret it one of two ways right either this guy's completely full of shit and okay. they're feeding him lines sure or two this guy knows what he's talking about and, you know, the, he he was talking about driving it in a twisty section as sort of the proving ground of because he was essentially testing it on this drive. Okay. And of course, I'm thinking, OK, so he's just going to say good things about the car. That's the whole intention of this video. Yeah. But he gave it some real critique. I mean, he's talking about the suspension dynamics and how they tuned it and kind of pitches and how it pitches forward and how they tuned out some of that for the lower uh, miles per hour. And then he starts talking about ride quality, uh, you know, and performance, you know, based on how fast they're going. And he says that he admits that currently the car has too much torque steer. So mm -hmm. they're going to have to tune some of that out. Okay. So I started thinking like, okay, so now we're getting to a point where it's not the Elon Musk's of the world who buy supercars. Yes. It's the sort of engineer enthusiasts of the world yeah. who are going into the electric car game. Mm -hmm. And now not just thinking of an electric car as a highly efficient uh, appliance, but something that you can tune to high performance using the same technology that was sort of developed by the predecessors. Yes. And, and I feel like not with Lucid, at least it seems that way. I still don't know a lot about the car. Mm. It seems like they're heading in that direction. Mm. 
And I think this is the next step for EV. Well, I mean, track nerds, Bushka Brothers, you, yeah, you kind of like the people that talk to you like incessantly at the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're nerds. Oh, so yeah, for it sure. It makes a lot of sense that some of the brains of this is going to be injected with that mentality. That'll be exciting. Yeah, man. Because they're going to just beast mode it out yep. in an engineered way. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be cool. Too. Yeah, and then it'll be fun to drive. I mean, now you're... You know, coming up with sports cars, yeah, this is going to be expensive. But eventually, we're going to get to a point where you can buy an EV sports car and it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the intention will be a sports car, not an efficient car that goes fast. Right. Right. I, I mean, I guess we could argue about what is oh, it, a, right. a P100 being a sports car or, you know. It's not. It's not, Just because right? it can be faster than my car yeah. forever and ever. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a sports car. It's not. But anyway, that wraps up our headlines. Let's move into NASA news. Randy, what do you have for us this week? Well, the car's in the shop. Yeah, the I, being... I, I pulled up and I was like, did he not pull out the car? Are we going to record with it? Because it was raining. <laughs> oh, so I was like, so I was like, is, oh, so is he, he being careful about the rain? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, we're going to have to record like in a nice little like corner, corner yeah, and shit. Yeah. But it's not here. It's not here. It's uh, getting a the oil baffle installed. Okay. Um, I said I'd do it. That's meaningful. That's super meaningful. I already, dude, I told you the helmet was commitment. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> oh, okay no i'm not the it's, type to bail it's like uh it's it's not even like steps on a ladder i feel like i buying the helmet was you making the top of the first ladder oh, okay. and you just took a jump and then jumped onto the other ladder and climbed that that was the baffle yeah so I, you're you're there well i want to go prepared i always do right right yeah for, for all the right reasons yeah and so Stimulus money's coming in. Oh, so you balling that- motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Three kids. Yeah. And stimulus. So it's that's 16 grand. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. I can't believe you just said that. Well, that's that's the government paying. Oh, that's government man. paid. I'm going to need to get a balaclava or whatever they're called. <laughs> <laughs> coming here at night. Damn. Yes. Yeah. That's great. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about that? Well, I'm spending it. Yeah, I'm which is good for the economy. Shop. I'm spending it at a track. I yeah. bought a helmet for it. So although it wasn't all approved by the, when I was buying that stuff, that was already in my mind. Yeah. My mindset's already like, I can buy shit. Yeah. So that's how I feel about that coming. Damn. It, it turned on my like buy shit juices. And I, yeah. yeah, we were at the store when I called you that one time. That's crazy. Because I can spend money. Ah, oh, man. I can spend money. I can invest in something like an Apple. Yeah. They're going to have a car soon. Sound from the sounds of it. Damn. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, there's a lot of room for flexibility. Damn. Mm-hmm. I should have been making some kids, man. <laughs> That's yeah, Three grand each. Damn. On top of the fourteen hundred each. So they're Oh, 40- they get fourteen hundred each. Yeah. You're gonna you're not gonna put that in a bank account for them? It, some of that's going to investments. Like twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. back to the car. Yes, back to the back car. To the car. Um so the baffle's getting installed. It's yeah. We're picking up tomorrow. Um so it's ready to go. Nice. He did shit on us a little bit, or me I should say. Or he was I should say when you walk into a specialty shop for a vehicle, okay, because I'm not going to mention the co- shop that I went to, okay. You walk into uh, the domain of nerds, 
right? Sometimes. Especially, yes. Right? Yeah. So he was asking me questions about the alignment settings that we had done. Right. And I didn't write down the camber caster because I just told him I'm good with just OEM, man. Like I'm not nerding out yet on those alignment numbers. Right, right. So he was asking me what my alignment numbers were yeah. at the shop. And I was like, he, the guy said he zeroed it out, meaning I am, I presume that to mean stock OEM settings. I, I'm, I mean, that's how I perceived what he was saying. Right. I'm, he, I mean, it could be if he, I mean, zeroing out to me means zeros. Yes, exactly. Zero, but that's not necessarily OEM spec. I don't know if it is. Right. Cause I mean, OEM for like OEM can mean a few degrees of camber or one degree of camber. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. I don't know what it means for S2K, but anyway, proceed. So he was saying that uh, we have an alignment rack here. Uh huh. I don't know if he was upselling me. He, he, of course he was. And he was shitting on the fact that we had gotten alignments done in a garage. Like that could never be as accurate as a rack. Suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh my god! So I looked up the tool that the guy used for our alignment. Yeah, it's a six thousand dollar alignment tool. So I, yeah, I mean, I mean, and we saw him level out the the bases. I mean, which which right? I mean, like it's we are relying on on him to yes. But to, I was looking at the level the whole time. To be honest about what he was doing, and everything us, yeah. was level. Okay, right? I think uh, I think he was definitely upselling you. Okay. And okay. I, and I, damn, that's, I, I feel like that's shady to me. I like, like, I, I can feeling. sell, I can sell, I can sell my products even at work, right? You sell your own products without shitting on someone else's. Yes. Right. Or especially right. not shitting on the decision of the consumer. Right. You know, that right. to me is a lack of intelligence, to be honest. I, I wish he was here. So I would tell him. Social was, intelligence or just intelligence? Social intelligence and general intelligence, right? Or negotiating intelligence. Which right, would be right, right. A combination of both, right? it did make me question my decision on that, right? Right. But I guess I guess maybe you're a little less – I don't know what the word would be, but I would immediately go to – well, I guess I'm, I'm trusting of what we did. Exactly. So I would immediately be like, dude, you're just shitting on, on what I did. What makes you think I'm going to give you money? Yeah. For like, okay, I did it wrong. I'm gonna go do it somewhere else. Fuck you. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. You know, right because you just talk shit about me. Yeah, to you me. Talk, yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah, like, yeah. What are you talking about, dude? Like, yeah, yeah. Like it could never. Like, no, dude. If it's done right, like it, it could work. Yeah, you have an alignment rack, but it's that, the same thing, right? And that's the feeling I. You just expressed how I felt, like a little belittled. Yeah, about it. yeah. Because okay, I'm new to the S2000 world, so I don't know all of this shit about the S2000 yet. Right. So he's questioning me on my, you know, alignment numbers. Yeah. So he thinks I'm a noob, maybe, or he's trying to test my noobness. There might have been a little of that. Yeah. There <laughs> because might... I don't know the S2000 world. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I, the way you're, what you said exp is exactly how I felt about that. Yeah, that's exactly how I would have felt too. Yeah. Yeah, like, nah, dude. Like, if this, had you already, like, done the deal with the baffle at this point? So this is kind of upselling you after the fact? After I said, yeah. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. it was. It totally was. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm. 
I'm I'm super cool with like I love supporting small businesses. Mm-hmm. I go out of my way to do that. Yes. But when you act like this, I immediately grab my shit and walk away. <laughs> like hell no, yeah. dude. Yeah. That is not how you sell shit to people. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's yeah. just it's not how it works. Agreed. Like uh, you know we we were there. We saw. I mean. Put a level on that uh, on that alignment rack. Let's see how level that shit is. Right. Because you never see someone do that. That's right? true. You know, That's very true. That's you know, so true. I could say the same thing about an alignment rack. Right. We are we are trusting you on your word. Right. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of fucked up. Right. That's kind. I don't. Know, I don't feel good about that at all. Yeah. Well, we'll you'll yeah. see the place tomorrow. But yeah, yeah it's not going to walk get in there like, dude, what the? <laughs> this is a shop. <laughs> <laughs> you call this a shop? Yeah. So, yeah. No, but that's cool. That's the, we're we're on our way. Nonetheless, I'm on my way. And uh, we did overcome, sort of overcome the challenge of there not being HPD one at NASA now. Sort of. So you signed up for HPD two. I was sent a survey. Okay. And asked to fill it out. And, and the survey said. Survey was: you want your money back? You want to try to go into HPD two? If yes, HPD two. Explain why. Okay. So. Um, explain your experience. So I put down the two moments. I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I talk to people. That was, that was good. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, they're not popular, but I talk to people. Right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, no, no sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck makes us experts, John? Nobody. Well, Nobody, yeah. Yeah, we have fun. Um, so where was I coming <laughs> You uh uh the survey on uh, what you I filled took out. The survey told them about my Ferrari, um, exotics racing. Yeah, and, uh, Las Vegas Speedway and the recent Adams Motorsports. Yeah, and I've driven a lot of go karts <laughs> <laughs> at the arcade in uh, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, that's I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, so that's what I meant. So you you didn't embellish at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because there's no reason for me to. If if they say eh, refund refund yeah it is what it is but they haven't replied to you they haven't replied interesting um and it's a week away now yes it is yeah today no wait next oh it's next weekend yeah yeah so today's the last refund day today's the last refund day but they might bend that for this situation right because this was doubtful you really yeah doubtful interesting i doubt it okay they they might just say okay come (laughs) (laughs) We want our money. Yeah, we want yeah. our money. So money, yeah, come, come, come through. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I there's sign this waiver. Come, maybe we can come drive your put car. a word with some people and see if you know they can they can get any answers. Uh, it's a little weird that you haven't gotten a reply yet. Um, no reply. But I think, damn, I thought you what you had done that's is gotten Friday. a refund and then registered for HPD two. Oh yeah, I thought that's what you had done. So no. this, this was surprising. Okay. I signed up for both days, Saturday yeah. and Sunday. Really? Yeah, cause I was like, why the hell not? It's close, and um, Eli is coming down. Okay. Yeah, so Eli's gonna be there. So I do want to get some in his headspace a little bit on the okay. track. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, He's such a track nerd. Yeah, and then <laughs> unaccepted pod is gonna be there on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, with Manny and Tony. Oh shit. Yes. <laughs> now there's pressure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, there is, uh, and I have talked to them. We should do a, a an episode after that, and uh, compare some times. Okay. So I'll, I have to, 
I'll have to connect with them again. Okay. I don't know if Manny is going though. Oh, okay. Because he doesn't have the experience that you have right. with driving. I mean, you can't really put canyon running. In <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, <laughs> which that you've done count. plenty of, you know. So uh, yes, and I don't know. I don't know what Manny's experience is, and I don't. And I think from the last we spoke, he he didn't want to try to jump into HPD two. So he might not run there, but at least Tony's going to be there. Mm. Um, so I was like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of in our backyard. Might as well do both days. Okay. So hopefully I don't regret that decision. I mean, the car is fine. Um, and then I was supposed to do another track day the Thursday after that weekend. Yes. And it was, uh, it was, it was invite only. The one you were offering to me. The one I was offering to you, yes. seeing if you were interested, but I registered too late. Okay. So I think all the spots filled up. Oh, so you didn't end it, up getting it. It wasn't. Yeah, no, we didn't, I didn't end up getting it. Okay. okay. So I might go to Button Willow the following weekend. You're an addict. <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I know that uh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I kind of caught a bug. I'm, I'm sort of on a mission. Okay. So here's the problem with this, right? So I told myself, and I mentioned this before real quickly. I set milestones mm -hmm. for me buying car parts. So you want that exhaust. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to knock this shit out, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to get my exhaust. I need mm -hmm. to get all these things. So mm -hmm. okay. I, I got hood vents on there, too. Oh. Yeah, like. Really? So, yeah. So for the getting decent times on every California track, not every every NASA track, okay. which would be. In SoCal. In SoCal. you're not going to go to Thunder Hill. And no, no. Sonoma. I'm not going to go all It's It's SoCal stuff. Yeah. Um, I have to get a decent time to get my exhaust. Okay. And then the next round of improved personal bests mm -hmm. is sort of like hood vents and something else. Okay. Um, so it's sort of motivating me to like keep going. And then also. I didn't. I, I didn't get. You know, I'm not getting sixteen thousand dollars of stimulus money, mm -hmm. but I did get a bonus recently at work. Nice, nice. So that has kind of motivated a little spending, also. But I'm trying to stay strict about. You know, it's hard not to oh, go buck dude, wild. Yeah, dude. dude. I'm like, I've, I like, I got the exhaust is in the cart. I'm ready to hit oh, check out. You really? <laughs> oh, you're going brand new. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't find it oh, used. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, so there's. For some reason, there isn't a lot of selling activity with used exhaust right now. Um, so, well, at least any of the good stuff. I don't want to put any like eBay or Megan racing yeah, or anything like right, that. So, right. uh, nothing against those things. I just, you know, I have a specific exhaust I'm trying mm -hmm. to target and I can't find it. But, mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, that's kind of where I'm at. Cool. Uh, moving into some E36 shenanigans. Okay. So, after every track day, I put the car on jack stands. We talked about my near disaster a few weeks ago. Um, and I inspect the car. Um, I'm having a bit of an issue, uh, with the polyurethane bushings I'm putting on. Yeah. And then I'm having to torque these shits down after every track day. Um, from what part were you, were, are uh, bushings? like my subframe bushings, my oh. rear trailing arm bushings, uh, basically anything that's not, I did lube them. Basically anything that's not the OEM bushing. I have like ball joints and stuff that I kept OEM, but uh, anything that I could put polyurethane back there, I did, and I'm and I'm having to torque thing. This last time, I didn't have to torque as much as the time before. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe there's some give there, and eventually it'll just yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Eventually, but anyway, so um, I'm doing that, and I'm getting to the rear trailing arm brackets, and I look up, and I'm like, 
I've never been able to torque the rear trailing arm bushings without removing the arms from the car. Okay. But right now I'm looking up and I can see the bolts. Yeah. So does it look like something's missing? No, something's wrong. It's not missing. It's wrong. So I'm looking it up and I'm looking up pictures. I put the fucking rear trailing arm brackets upside down, bro. <laughs> really? <laughs> upside down, dude. So basically the 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 bracket goes over the bushing and it's supposed to go into the body. Mm. But since I put them upside down, it was pushed down and it's outside the body. Okay. So it's essentially uh, giving me more positive camber. Oh, and adding to the height a little bit. Oh, wow. So it could be that a lot of the stuff that I was experiencing the first time I went out to (laughs) to Big Willow was Uh due to this shit work that I had done and putting these brackets in upside down. So it's a quick like. And you remember he the the alignment guy had trouble setting the toe with the brackets. Yeah. So it was was because of how they were set. Oh man! So the fa- so once I actually swap them out and put them normal, I have I have better adjustment and better adjustability. Luckily, that that change that we made it, it won't hurt it. I can still use them, mm-hmm. uh, but now I've got extreme camber in the back, so I have to get a new alignment. I could do it myself, but I you know it's like fuck it, just have it done professionally yes and i've taken a lot of weight out of the car okay so i'm gonna get it balanced so mm. i essentially got an alignment for three track days <laughs> and, <laughs> and i have to get another have, one i have to get another Same one guy or what Hopefully, no he his truck broke so oh, man yeah i have to drive it to something i'm going to chair works okay, okay uh okay. to get it done this time mm-hmm. same cost yeah. uh so that's sort of expected but yeah man it's i mean I, i'm happy i found it but I did some pretty aggressive track days on upside down brackets. Yikes. And everything I see on the forums is obviously not people on the forums. They're not experts. Mm-hmm. But everyone's like, don't drive it that way. Don't drive it that way. Because some people have done it before. Okay. Don't drive it that way. Do it. Change it immediately. Change it immediately. And I'm yeah. like, well, that was 115 miles an hour on these things. So they're <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, yeah, you definitely learned one thing. Then, yeah, right? dude. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I fixed them now. So everything's good to go. But I'm like, man, like, at least it was that that I messed up. You know, mm. I don't. There's probably something else, maybe something else. But so far, everything is problem free on the car. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Uh, so so I decided that, you know, I'll get the alignment done and then uh, and then I'll do a full weekend at Auto Club. Wow. And uh, and hopefully get some some decent times out there. OK. Yeah, because Auto Club is not Auto Club. I feel like is a more of a brave track. Really? Because Shouldn't yeah, have told me that. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes open. Well, I mean, you don't have to. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna push myself but like, beyond my own. Yeah, like zone. the the outside oval, which mm-hmm. I think is you know turn one and two. That's turn going one. Up. Yeah, Holy yeah, shit. I think okay. that's that one. Essentially, is flat out, and that's like one thirty for my car. Yeah, one thirty, and you slow down as you're getting onto the turn. By ju- by turning the car, the oh, the okay. the fact that you're turning the car that slows down the car, and that's how much you need to slow down. You need to keep your your foot in the gas. You, so you stay steady on accelerator. You stay punched on the accelerator, punched. not steady. <laughs> punched on the accelerator. How far behind is the, from? How far away is the start line from that turn? 
that first time? Uh, is it really quick or no, you got a little bit quick. of weight? Okay, so yeah, you got a bit of a weight. Yeah, you got a bit of a weight. It's a big, turn. yeah. But it's so like, you build up the speed getting to that first turn. Yeah, yeah. And in the Rio, of course, you know, like it's I'm punched the whole way and it makes no real big deal, you know. <laughs> but in a higher horsepower car, I'm like, oh, I'm wondering how this is going to feel, you know, like. Oh, boy. You know, I think in the in the Rio, I might have hit like maybe hit 110. I wish I would have had times for that day. My lap timer wasn't working. OK. Um, Even from the phone? It was. Yeah, my phone was. I only had my phone at the time and it wasn't working. Oh, yeah, okay. it wasn't working. So I, I had no times for that for that particular event. OK. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of how it is. The inside part of the track is a little easier. Of course, there's some technique to everything, but mm. it's not as concerning for me, at least. Okay. It's that it's, it's keeping it punched. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna it's keeping it punched. It's a weird feeling. It is. It's counterintuitive, right? Your yes. brain's telling you slow down, slow down. Yeah. You dumbass. Yeah. slow down. I, but, but yeah. realistically, especially since it's so banked, you can hold a lot of power and through speed that. clearly. And, yeah. So, wow, that'll we'll be see. an interesting experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, but, you know, obviously take it at your own. Sp- I mean, I don't have to tell you. It's yeah. more for me. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to end up in a wall. Yeah. But anyway, moving on, now that we've covered the shenanigans, classic cars, are they on the way out, Randy? Um, And this is interesting because, you know, this is a space of the car world that we don't spend a lot of time in. Or any significant time. And we're talking pre-1970s classic Pre-1970s cars. classic cars. Yeah. Uh, American. American. Right? We're not talking yeah. about That's how JDM def- cars. Right. Um, or Euro cars, which we are definitely more familiar with, mm-hmm. despite the fact that we live in America. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's we sort of started thinking, like, in our world, it does seem like the interest in those vehicles is waning. Or it seems like it's it's in a stuck in a certain generation. Yes, yes. Which is our parents' generation. Yeah, right? and they're kind of moving out of the car world yes. a little bit and into retirement mode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Quiet life. Yeah. Type stuff. Classic cars turn into wheelchairs. Right. And, you know yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And, so, yeah. so you you know you got but it's sort of an opinion almost right there's no real data so we looked up some of the numbers we right did. and for blue chip classic cars right which is sort of the creme de la creme mm-hmm. of classic cars they were down 14 percent and this is pre-covid too not yes. due to covid right so there's already a sign that things are decreasing for them and the the, the definition of blue chip classic is a certain subset of American classic cars. Yep. Of what? It's the, more of the sportier ones, like a Barracuda. Yeah, a 67 Corvette, yeah, a 66 go. Shelby Cobra. Yeah. So they can't obviously get every single car of every single generation over whatever, 12 years, and call that, you know, you get numbers on that, because that's a lot of information. Oh, yeah, for sure. So this is just a subset. Yep. Right? Um, but So it's on a 14% decline, you said. Yes. In 2019. In still including 2020, okay. but early 2020, right? Um, but but the the interesting part is that affordable classics improved, which encompasses like your car almost, uh, or it's well they are they sing 1990 and beforehand, right? Well, so well, 80s cars or 70s, yeah, cars. 80s cars, 70s cars, but this is still. I mean, no, I guess there is a mix of different cars here, but yeah, I mean your Buick. 
Not, well, like the 1949 Buick Roadmaster's on here. Uh, a Chevy Corvair, Monza, mm. Studebakers. Yep. Uh, 1970 Camaro SS. Okay. That's considered an affordable sports car. I mean, it's like yeah, it, it's 40, 40K and be? down is yes. kind of the threshold, right? right? That's what they had defined But those as. numbers are improving. So how, how to basically expensive classic cars mm-hmm. are starting to are starting to go down right there's a 14 percent decline that's yes. significant mm-hmm. but though that is now turning into uh affordable american classic cars yes going up yes so how do you interpret that right is it because i mean that's sort of the space that we would be in mm-hmm. and the space that i think we would interpret as decreasing but it looks like it is increasing on our side, right? So maybe we're just not plugged into parts of the country that are actually really into that, regardless of generation. Yeah. We're kind of making assumptions based on, well, where I've lived and where you've only lived in SoCal. Yeah. Right? So we, we're we probably in a bubble is the, is the only way I can answer that question. Yeah, you're right, because you don't see a lot of them out here. You don't, especially not by a certain – up to a certain generation you – age yeah like a 70s kid and older will be in that type of car more or that scene more right i mean even 80s 80s kids even 80s i would some yeah maybe we're the last generation that's kind of trailing off yeah i feel like you know like uh muscle cars and heavy metal went really well together (laughs) okay you know yeah and and that was like the 80s yeah 80s early 90s is Mm -hmm. sort of when it died out so i feel like the popularity of those cars still stuck around during that time. Okay, that's a that's a good point. But but yeah, it's I mean it's it seems that I don't know how big the uh, the affordable classic market necessarily is, mm-hmm. uh, but it is increasing while the expensive classic car market is now going down. Right, and it's consistently trending down. Yeah, at least through from 2019 uh, on to well. I think 2018 onto now. And this is data from what? Expedient Hag- or Haggerty? Haggerty. Okay. Yeah, right, this is right, Haggerty right. data. Yeah. Um, but 1960s muscle cars mm-hmm. are down 17%. Yeah. In price. So if this sort of supports your statement, uh, not necessarily in price, but even in volume. So this mm-hmm. is an index that mm-hmm. includes both. Uh, but this sort of supports your statement that it's sort of generational. It could be. Yeah, right. Cause this is likely. 1960s. Mm-hmm. The affordable classics, almost, almost all of it lands in the seventies of the car year, mm-hmm. right? Seventies, none, none in the eighties, but in the seventies, but the 1960s cars are now down. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, cars from the sixties, it's 2021. Now you're talking these like 70 year old cars. Sheesh, 60 that, to 70 year, 60 year old cars. 60 year old cars. Yeah. Um. So you might be right about you know people aging out of them. Yeah. I mean, I like you said. I don't really see them. Yeah. I don't see them anymore. But the, again, we're we'll see. I you know it's it's hard to define. Part of where I struggle with data all the time is is how many people do they actually survey? And you can make data. You can make data say anything. That's true. Yeah. That's, or you can that's always. That's what question, I learned in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, that's very, very true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it translated into jobs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we still yeah. do that shit, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's um, it's tough to say, but yes, agreed. And that that um data source Haggerty 
they all they do is insure classic cars. Yeah. Mostly American classics. Yep. I was just put onto them by a click through ad and I actually clicked. Yeah. But maybe that's truly the case that cl- expensive classics are going down. Yep. They might be good resto mod projects convert yeah. to EV like your dream 64 Impala EV. Yeah. Right. Just to save. Would you? Yeah, that would be sick. But I think I think I think you're I think the the expensive classic car market is starting to die and lose interest. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe we need to look up data of how consistent, you know, the 14 to 17 percent is. Yeah. With previous decades. Sure. Right. Maybe yeah, it is from ju- like the Model T. One of the Model yeah, T. Yeah. Maybe that, it is just a range. wave of aging out. Right. And part of the cycle of aging out of the expensive cars is now things become a little more affordable for some of the other classic cars. Right. So your everyday kind of daily driver, resto mod project, restoration project on some of these cars start getting more attention mm-hmm. and that's the affordable cars start going up. Yes. Um, and yep. like I said, this is pre COVID numbers. You know, mm-hmm. we want, we want COVID did bring on a lot of people starting to work on their cars again. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the future, I'll be saying that the E36 track car was a result of COVID only because of COVID. Yeah. Only because of COVID it right? got done, you know? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that's so, true. You know? So it's, it, I think uh, the numbers might be skewed a little once they, once we get those numbers coming out, but this is all pre COVID. So I don't think the classic car is dying. Not yet, but I do think that there is a bit of a shift and where the attention is going. Right. So I think to your point, the prices will kind of start to level out. Yeah. Normalize. I I see an opportunity for like car part manufacturers, right? You know, the aftermarket scene, if the EPA lets it survive Mm -hmm. for the trajectory of affordable cars, right? Because that's where you get your volume. Yep. You know, you're not going to, I mean, I guess you could make expensive parts for the expensive cars and be a Lamborghini, be a Ferrari or whatever. But you know, most of the time you're going to make your money in volume. So maybe we should make classic car parts. EV conversions, dude. Oh, EV conversions. You're right. That's going to be a good one. EV West. We're going to need EV conversion kits. And, you know, body guys will always have work. They will always have work. Yeah, rust and all that stuff. Man, the the body guys are always going to have work. If you're about that life, you should pursue it. About what? You like getting your hands really dirty. Yeah. And you always wonder about welding and stuff. Just. Oh, hell no, dude. I don't have the patience for that. Nah. Mm. Like the, like it's, I'm always, that's why I'm always so impressed by people who engineer parts. Yeah. And they're so well done and well executed. Yeah. Because it's very hard to do that. Yep. Especially on a, on a great, a big scale like that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have the patience, especially to do body work. Okay. You know, like perfect dimensions and stuff yep i'm a lego guy you know what i mean <laughs> i put parts together that are already made you know i don't make the legos yes, you know right that's, that's right kind of where i'm at but let's move into our next topic and last topic of the episode if you were to view a car as an investment what would you invest in so i was reading an article for this i think it was also from Haggerty or car and driver one of those two sources a year ago so it was 2019 cars Okay. Cars that were on the come up, and they were absolutely correct on a couple of them. Uh, original first generation Dodge Viper, which is okay. ninety two to ninety seven. Okay. Uh, it's like a four hundred horsepower car with like no traction control. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> dude, the, everybody talks about those things about being like cr- yes. like death traps. Yes. Yeah. Right. 
um, the late 80s CRX. Okay. Like the final gen CRX. Right. Um, and lastly, one of the, the 10 or th- yeah, was also the Acura Integra type R. Okay. So they correctly predicted to me, those are all great buys. I don't know if the Integra is going to, has, uh, has another, has it hit its ceiling at like, it was 120 at one for one of them, right? I think they, it's sort of usually 60 K if it's super low miles and then cherry, is yeah 120 yeah i think car. now it's it's those cars are going to be driven by supply the price will only go up by supply not demand i think demand has peaked oh, okay yeah i think demand everybody who really really wanted one has one or has had one okay um the type r mm-hmm. and that is our generation that right. is definitely our generation, but it's crypto money. It's it's Robin Hood app right. money but that's think buying of, that car. Where where are you? Like, you know, the S2000 is sort of your type R. It's my type R. Right? Absolutely. So if my you type were to R. go into another level up, you probably wouldn't go type R. You're probably going to go NSX is probably a little high. But just for the example, yeah. right, that's more of the direction that you were going as opposed to the type R, which is a more of a lateral, lateral move. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Porsche Cayman or NSX. Exactly. So I mm-hmm. think I think uh, since our generation is, you know, getting older now, mm-hmm. too, we're sort of aging out of the Civics and the Integras, even though it is a Type R in respect to the Type R. Yes. Uh, you know, it's, it, I think we're kind of getting there. And, and it's sort of a, a car that you would buy if you had a collection, if you were if you were affluent enough to have a collection of cars. Right. And not necessarily the only other car in your fleet. Right. You know? Yes. So, that makes sense. Um, or people that always wanted the car and will have the money to buy the car, but even though they're our age. Yeah. Like the the real purist type R fans. Yeah. But I think those people are You think already, they're dwindling or they, you they're think not dwindling? I think they've already mostly gotten it mostly gotten it okay yeah i think they've mostly gotten it for the most part you know there's still some demand they'll still exchange hands of course yes but i don't think the demand is high enough for the price to continue climbing it will i think they undoubtedly will go up in price okay but it will be driven by supply by supply so once cars are getting crashed Mm -hmm. parts are harder to find now you're talking about people using once you get to the point, it's like the FD, right? So mm-hmm. the FD, it's gotten to a point now where you have to buy another car to put together a, a single good car. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. It's getting to that point. Yeah. So once you once you get to that point, now you're depleting the supply and the car is going to start going up in value. Because there was a moment where the FD was stagnant. Where What, what price point are you saying? Like the it 20s? Was like, I'm just like, it was like a, probably mid, low in the, 20s. Like mid, low to, low to mid 20s yeah. for a little while. Yeah. Now they're what? Like 30, 35, yeah. 40? Yes, exactly. So And it's all, it's sort of driven by that same, the same concept that people are using different cars. You have to buy two cars to get one car that's put together, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or you're buying a car to strip it and turn it into a race car yep or, or let's swap, swap it, it right or <laughs> yeah. case swap it exactly exactly we right? jinx each other with right? two different of the same and although swap, although yeah. we have an appreciation as car guys we have an appreciation for the case swap for the ls swap that is devaluing the car 
It is right. It's, it's devaluing the car. Devaluing the car. Yeah, like whatever yes. people want to think that they're adding value by putting a, a K series in there or LS swapping, whatever yeah. they're doing. Like, no, anytime you're doing any of that type of modification, you're devaluing the car. Yes. So, so that's you know, killing the, the yeah, supply. Yeah, it's not it's not a clean example. Yeah, that's what it is. Right. So it's hurting the supply it's of original supply. It's hurting so the, the supply. The originals start to grow in value because yeah, there's exactly. fewer, fewer of them. Exactly. And same thing happened with the Supra, right? Well, yeah, that was like very early. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah, very. Yeah. It was like one of the first ones to do yes, that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so I think uh, you know there there's there's different ways to go about a car as an investment, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's the Ferraris, yeah, right, which that's like can't reach that level at least i can't reach that level mm-hmm. uh not yet mm-hmm. um then there's the sort of middle segment where the viper lands the supra the e30 m3 the yeah the gtr greater than 50k great yeah low six like, figs is that too big of a gap uh, i'm thinking like 80, 80 to, to 120 okay okay you know yeah. kind of that that's a niche yeah that's, that's a super turbo uh, right a 911 turbo y- yes right exactly that's that's, that's in that's in that range so I, mean, I think there's four right because there's a ferrari which is like the the top mm-hmm. and then there's this segment mm-hmm. and then there's the like 30k to what was it? 60, 80K? 70? No, because it's the, the top of the, the well, other yeah, one. So 30 80. to 80K segment where like the Supra lives, the yeah. FD lives. NSX. NSX lives, which those cars, they might not yield you a lot of money, mm-hmm. but they are an investment because the NSX is going to go up in, in value. Yep. The Supra is for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the FD is already going in that trage- in that trajectory. Yep. Um, the E30 M3 is wild at this point. That might be actually in the hundred thousand dollar t- t- tier. It is. It is. Uh, no. For far less performance. If you, for far less <laughs> yeah. performance. Yeah. 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 Not you can get you can get a clean E30 for forty. Oh yeah, know, that's, 50. that's true. That's um, true. It'll be high miles, but it'll still you'll still, be, still be able clean. you'll still be able to get maybe five or ten k right if you get a good price. Usually on it. it's adult owned. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes. Right? Yeah. For owned. sure. For sure. Yeah. And then you have the the lower level right? the type bars, the Civic Si now, like the EM one. Yes. Um, right. You know, the I guess your E46 M3s are kind of getting in that region, right? Where they're kind of floating at 20K now with a decent example. They're not really losing any value there. Right. It could be that they go up in value. There's a lot of them. Um, there it could be. Let's see what other cars fall into that segment. What's the, is there any like yeah early two thousands cars that fall into that segment? Not yet, right? Because that's like RSX. Territory. Well, that would be the E forty six M three. Oh, is that yeah? 2000s? That's two thousand two. Yeah, till eight or two thousand six. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Um, yeah, you're right. Land cruisers are another one. Oh, Land cruisers. Yeah, those, yeah. That's, about those. that's huge right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, man. That's. That's a weird one. My dad has one. He sent it to Guatemala. Yeah. And you're like, man, bring that shit yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. And he so, should. and I think that's it, right? Like those, that's kind of where you would, I would say you could average like three to 10 K depending on mm-hmm. how good of a negotiator you are. Yeah. Anything below that you're fighting for scraps. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's like, you're just sort of a used car salesman uh-huh. at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you're not. Uh, so I think if you're thinking of an investment, that sort of type R segment is probably the last part, 
the last, but I think your weight, your weight for value is longer the lower you are on that ladder. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think those are still solid investments. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I've talked about wanting an NSX. Yes. I've you talked have. to, I, I, I still want, I think two days ago I told Nancy, I was like, you know, I really want a Supra just to have Mark one IV? for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Mark four Supra because OEM or, huh? OEM. OEM for sure. Fully OEM. Yeah. I don't think I, w- I don't think I could modify any of those cars. Really? Yeah. Because I, I, I would never buy those cars to keep them for life. Okay. Yeah, like I'm not not because there's so many there's too many cars that you want to get there's into. too many cars that I want to get into. Right. I'm not going to be I mean, maybe we've turned we've become millionaires and we're we, not. We're, but no, I mean, it could happen. Right. Oh, it could ha- right. It could oh, happen. when we become right. millionaires. Right. Yeah, it could happen. If and or when. Yeah, at that point, we uh-huh. decide to have a giant garage full of cars. Fine. But right now it's more of a rotation. Right. And yeah. and, you know, I think I would feel like shit to buy a Supra. And even if I was rich to buy like a Supra and just hold on to it and not drive it. You feel like it's it, I feel like. It. Yeah. Like you're not being a. Yeah. You're not being a good car guy, <laughs> you know, like yeah, by doing that driven. Yeah. Basically. Drive it. Enjoy it for a little while. Then give it to someone else to have mm. the experience. It's yeah. kind of there's just so there's such a limited number of those cars. Yes. That, you know, I kind of want, I wish everybody could get some time with all these cars. It's very communist sounding. I mean, (laughs) it's not my normal philosophy, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's just the experience of driving a car you've wanted for really long. Uh It's not something that everybody gets to do. That's very true. You know, and if I can do anything to, uh, I guess, give the opportunity to people to do that. Right. Then I will. And that means not keep, not hoarding these cars. <laughs> cars shouldn't be hoarded. Parts shouldn't be hoarded. I mean, this sort of brings up another topic. Don't overpay for cars. Really? You Why know, you don't that? like, don't let people hustle you into, okay. into paying more for cars just because you want them really bad. Oh, you know, there's okay. a lot of people out there taking advantage of, you know, like don't, don't pay 12 K for a, you know, uh, 120,000 mile E36 M3, <laughs> like what, the, like 8K, 10K, right? Find yeah. a way to get that. Like when I'm selling mine, uh-huh. you know, negotiate with me if I ever <laughs> sell mine, you know, like I'm serious. Like I, I feel 5K. like there needs to be, I know we should, you should <laughs> get you your 5K now. Hell no. <laughs> you should like, you, you should definitely obviously get what the car is worth for, but I don't think, you know, you shouldn't artificially inflate the market. I have this same issue with there's this, I'm not going to call out who this is. And there's a few of them, right? That they brag about their quote unquote hustle. And I'm totally ranting here. Quote unquote hustle, right? What's their hustle? And their hustle is these motherfuckers buy bots to buy up, uh, shoes. graphic cards, shoes, okay. PS fives yeah. and sell them at a markup. Yeah. And they act and post as if they're doing the world a service. Yeah. And bro, you guys are the ones fucking up the market. Right. You know, like just let normal people buy their things and enjoy their things. Why do yeah. you need, if you need a bot to buy these things and you consider that a hustle, the, that's not a hustle. That's he, why. Yeah, go ahead. And they, like, he's bragging about doing this in his sleep. Cause he wakes up in the morning 
And he's got like ten thousand shoes. And he's got yeah, like ten, up at his door, yeah, like at his tw- ten graphics cards, yeah. three PS fives, and I'm just like, man, that is so fucked up, dude. Well, it, it's like it's social media feed, like growing into a monster. Yeah, sense, right? yeah. People are wanting more and more of the shit. To your point, that's why I got out of the shoe game. Oh, for the same thing, like people are absolutely. You and- cannot get it through the app now. It's app based mostly through Nike. Okay, and I'm not going to the mall or anything. You know? Yeah. So you get a raffle ticket on the app, or you log on at 7 a.m. and try to click buy, 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 buy. And you yeah, never but do. you're getting beat out by all the bots. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why it's like you know what? I don't need those shoes that badly. Yeah. That I'm gonna. I'm going to succumb to paying over, but you, mar- you know, market I mean, price. I'm not like, obviously you're, you're not a victim, right. but you, you as the consumer are Lose the out. victim yeah. of these stupid bot scammers. Because I actually kind of wanted it. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, yeah. Yeah. And that's how it should be. Like, I mean, if the company's selling them at 60 bucks, give everybody a fair opportunity to buy them at 60 bucks. Yep. The fact that you're buying it at 60 bucks with a bot and then selling it to someone for 120 that's not a hustle, bro. You're a scammer. Right. That's what you are. You're a scammer. You are abusing the market. Yeah. You are taking advantage of people, and Cap- you should feel bad for yourself. It's capitalism. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not, dude. See, I, I, I'm a firm believer in capitalism, uh-huh, right? But uh-huh. that's not capitalism. That's capital. not fair. That is an art. That, I oh, believe because they're cheating to get to exactly. those. Exactly. You're yeah, artificially creating a market. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. artificial because it's it's basically like letting some of the baseball players use steroids and some of them not. Right. Right. Because they have access to steroids. Because they have access the to steroids don't. and the others don't. Right. right, right? right. So they're going to have a clear advantage on winning the game. Yeah, yeah. Either let everybody, you know, use the steroids, which at that point, it, it ruins everything. Right. <laughs> you think so? If you well, no, no, I mean, it'd be a lot of home runs. I'm talking about the market. <laughs> I'm talking about the market. If it comes right, to, right. My philosophy on baseball is just let them go, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> Cork the bats, <laughs> steroids, do all that shit. It'll White be way skin. more fun. <laughs> yeah, but even the playing field, right? Uh-huh. Even the playing uh-huh. field. Like, that's what it needs to be. Like, okay. that's, that's you know, right, it's, it's right. a scam. It's no, a scam. It's I, what it is. I agree. And I bet you didn't know that there's a recent Nike VP that resigned. I did hear oh, about you did. that. Oh, I did hear about that. So it floated into your camp even though you're not a sneaker well I, no actually I, I i i still you still follow sneakers i have friends bit? who follow sneakers oh, okay. and i still like dabble okay so i yeah, follow some nice pages peruse, yeah, right? There's yeah. Nice colors but again out. it's the same thing i'm never gonna get into it because yeah. i'm not gonna wait in a raffle or wait in a line yeah. or do all that stuff like it's, nah, it's really dumb i'm good i'm good and it just feels like by playing into that game, I'm helping the scalper scammers. Yes, you know? exactly. Nah, that's, that's, that's just not how it is. You so know? that's agreed. Then again, that's why I got out of the shoe game. Yeah. So no, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So big fuck you to those people. But, Absolutely. But yeah, that's where we're at. And with that, that is our episode. How do you find us, John? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And if you want to send us any emails, info at 91octane.com. If you want to talk about the scam game you're running and convince me <laughs> that you, this is an actual legitimate business and you are a hustler, hustler, please come on and talk about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear their sides. I don't engage on social media because that's just a waste of time. Agreed. But I'll have a conversation with somebody about this. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like. Any last words, Randy? Uh, sh- I'll see you all at NASA next week. Oh, yeah. See you guys at NASA next week. Auto Club. Show up. Bye. Bye. Bye.